Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thank you very much, Chris. Yeah, Michigan State. Six for 16 from the line. That's a, that's a, that's a disgrace. That was, that was brutal. Actually, to be seven for 17. Uh, Malik Hall, one for six from the line. By the way, the National Hockey League, which a lot of times they don't do things correctly, in my opinion, a lot of people, especially with their schedule. I give them credit for scheduling a high-profile team with McDavid and uh, Dreisaitl to play Las Vegas last night during Super Bowl week with the, the sports world there. I know you know, there are a lot of – I was reading you know, on social media – media some a lot of NFL writers and people like that they all they got tickets to the game and it was a good spotlight for the NHL now obviously they didn't know Edmonton was going to have 16 straight wins going in uh, and they lose the game but uh, that was pretty cool all right our telephone number is 248-539-9797 speaking of hockey at least hockey names there is a team called the uh, Arizona Coyotes as you know um and uh, a coyote is in the news, but it has nothing to do with uh, hockey. Yeah, there was a report that an NFL player, an unnamed NFL player, mm-hmm. was at uh, Las Vegas Lake, which I didn't know there was a lake there, um, and was... Lake, La- lake Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. A, I actually played golf, and they, they have courses. There. A course around it? Yeah. Okay, well, there's an NFL player, unnamed NFL player, that was there and bitten by a coyote. Oh. And so, I mean, it's it, so we always see the signs of, hey, please don't feed the animals. And, and who knows what led to this, but there's a lot of people that if you're not around wildlife or you don't understand wildlife, that you may, when someone, when a, what appears to be a dog walks up to you, yeah. uh, you, you know, you want to pet it. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was making some assumptions, but if that's what happened or, you know, hey, here's, Here's the rest of my hot dog or chicken wings, whatever it is, um, that the, it didn't go well. Now, we don't know how severe the bite was, just that the police report, you know, that they had, had talked about said NFL player. And we don't know who the player is either. No, we don't know the the, the player. So I, I hope it's not a lion, a Detroit lion. As the lion would, but would bite back, right? Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. At least take a kneecap. Um, anyway, have you ever had an encounter with a wild animal where you were either bit or nearly bitten. Hmm. No, the closest, besides you know, your dogs or whatever, the closest I've ever came, it's not a wild animal, was my daughter at a, 
a barn or a horse, I go to you know to feed it like a carrot or whatever yeah. it was, and or a a, a, a mint. And they, they, they you try to give the horse a mint or whatever. They always give them like little treats, candy oh, treats. Okay. But it was one that was given to you to purposely give to the horse. Yes. I thought you were going to give him a Tic Tac or something. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway, and the horse did a little like biting on my hand, you know. Oh, okay. But that's, and it hurt for a second, but that's about it for me. Yeah. But yes, I know, you know, especially even obviously here in Michigan, a lot of times we're back in the backyard where the dogs start barking, you go out there and you're, eh, it's not a dog. And he goes, I think that might be a coyote, so let's bring the dogs in. You never yeah. know. Because sometimes they're tough to tell, especially at night. Right, yeah. Uh, and, and and they're small, yeah. Uh, but. What about you? You've uh, Have you been bitten by a wild animal? I have I have not actually been bitten. Um, there, had, there was, um, I've been around, I've been in some, what I would deem as close calls, closer than I, f- I deem comfortable. Um, one time with a, uh, a bear uh, up in northern Michigan, or not northern Michigan, uh, in northern Ontario. Um, but another time where I, when I lived up there, we used to, you know, I'd open the door, especially when it was cold outside, super cold. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd leave the trash bag on the stack of wood that I had by the, by the door. And when I would then leave and go to the car, the truck, I would take it from there to where we had the trash, but to a little storage spot. And one time I opened up the door and standing, sitting, whatever you want to call it, next to the bag of trash was a possum. Oh. Yeah. And I tried to do the old, you know, get the hell out of here, you know, shoe yes. move. And it hissed showed its teeth and and took a little swipe at me. Ooh. And I was like, oh, hold on. Didn't see that one coming. Little furry creature. Mm-hmm. They're uglier in hell, too. Did you then show your, quote, teeth? Um, in, 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 a, in a matter of, of, yes. Yes, that's what I'm asking, John. Yes, yes. John yes. took out his gun and killed it. <laughs> Is that, that what you did? Did you do that? Um, it's no longer with us. Let's just say that. <laughs> I was, I was just kidding. Yeah. Way to go, John. Yeah. Um, John Jansen, possum killer. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of possum. Real subtle, Stoney. Yes, I was going for the subtlety angle there. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Leave a little bit to the imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, that one was, that was the closest I've been to, you know, actually being, you know, bitten. Mm-hmm. And, and again, they are nasty looking little suckers. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Uh Josh and Warren, good morning. You're ninety seven on the ticket. Stoney, you're so great. Yeah, we need to maybe eliminate this guy. You mean murder him? <laughs> you're so funny. It's so great. But Thank you, Josh. Uh, we were my dad's in Texas and uh we we golfing down there and nobody warned me, you know, it was the very first time I ever went playing down there. I played up here my whole life. You don't worry about anything. So I hit my ball into the rough, and as I'm about to go look for it, my dad's friend goes, hey, what are you doing there? And I said, nothing, just going to look for my ball. And he said, no, you're not. And he said, look at that sign. And he says, beware of rattlesnakes. And he said, those are just rattlesnake eggs now. And like 10 feet from me, there's a rattlesnake. And we hopped in the cart and we left. There's no way you go looking for your ball down there in the rough. <laughs> yeah, that one's gone. Wow. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't matter. They don't even play with, you know, nice golf balls down there because you're going to lose them and they don't even go look for them. Did, 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 the, did the snake hiss at all? Uh, 
Oh yeah, you hear the rattles, and then mm-hmm. you just you don't even look. You just get in the cart and you leave because it's not even worth it. I'm, yeah. No, no doubt about it. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Let's go to uh, Daryl in Waterford. You're 97 on the ticket. Hey, hey guys, how are you? Mm-hmm. Good. So, uh, chicken coop had a little uh, break in with the raccoon. Several animal instances, and uh, go out Sunday morning because they weren't laying eggs, and go out there and there's a raccoon in there. So he scared me. I scared it, and I, I slammed the door. And, oh, I got to think this through. Didn't grab any gloves or anything. Open the door back up to kick him back in there to lock it, like the front door. And he latched onto my leg, kicked him off, and basically a battle ensued. He reached back, grabbed, bit my wrist right in that main vein. Blood everywhere. Uh, a whole fiasco ensued, and then got went through the whole rabies vaccine. Uh, 20, 20 shots in total oh, over really? uh, oh, over four weeks. Is it is it right? I've never had those. I've, I've heard about. It. Is it? Do they put them right in your? They put them in your stomach, right? No, it's changed now. They did. They did initially. They did. They did uh, thirteen around the bite wound area. Then yep. they did one each arm, and then one each hip, and then one was a Tdap shot for tetanus and whatnot. But so I guess that one didn't count, but. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, I can, I can still keep fighting raccoons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? yes, yes, you're uh, immune. So yeah. You've been uh, immunized. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the best part was uh, the the insurance. They denied the claim. Came back for seventeen thousand dollars. Oh. So they gave. Uh, they sent me, you know, a whole questionnaire and about insurance and all that because they seen rabies. They figured it was like a dog bite. So they were trying to go after someone's homeowner's insurance or whatnot oh. and they uh they they and they said did you reach a settlement i said yeah i i took care of it so wow. that that was the settlement that the raccoon and i have agreed on so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was uh it, i'm glad the, the kids were in the front yard playing on the, on the front swing i built and uh he was kind of you know running towards it after the first slam down and this well you're not getting towards those kids so <laughs> But I'm just glad the kids didn't see it because it was super duper barbaric. And, you know, John and I, we've both taken quite a few animals in our days. And it's uh, usually when the kids are younger, you don't want them to see it like a barbaric yeah. scenario like that play out, you know. Yeah. I, I get it. So, Thanks, Daryl. Yeah. Appreciate yep. the call. By the way, we had uh, in this building yesterday somebody who works at, I believe, the country station. She had in one of the conference rooms, she had t- two pet ducks. Oh like, really? Yeah, I, I, you know, and they were they were like cooped up to a certain, you know, that she had like an area where they were, and she had all this stuff on the ground. And there, there were eggs. I was like, oh my god, they're ducks. So, why, uh, you know, I just felt like bringing them in. Really, <laughs> ducks? Yeah, we we have like th- dogs that come in here frequently, which is oh, cute for a while. I mean, even even we have a three legged dog that comes in here a lot. But I, I was kind of taken aback by the ducks yesterday. Was, they were cute. Uh, yeah, I would have. I, I didn't see the ducks. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we have some ticket text. Um, when a, when a teenager, I once woke to a bat sitting on my face. A bat sitting on your face. Um, my parents never took me to the doctor or got me rabies shots, so I'm glad we didn't have to. Uh, tie me up to a tree like old Yeller. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Rachel. Um, I was just in Arizona and played golf at a course, a course practically in downtown Phoenix, and there were two coyotes slinking through the course. 
It was dawn. We were the first tea time. They didn't seem scared of humans at all. They were watching us and keeping their distance, but not skittish at all. It's coyote mating season right now. Oh. Okay. When I was a young policeman, I was checking a burglary alarm at a house. Beautiful sunny day, walking through the backyard, and all of a sudden on the Florida room, not one but two Doberman pinchers stood up. Luckily, the door was shut, uh, but like out of a horror film, I realized there was a dog door, and they both came out. They were on me in a second, snapping and growling, but luckily not biting. I had to do a standing broad jump over the fence. It was the scariest thing in my career. Uh, We'll take more of your texts and phone calls. Also coming up next, a strange arrest at a big-time event in John's favorite state. 97 won the ticket. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 248-539-9797. Wojo will join us at 935 Talking about uh, in Las Vegas, an unnamed NFL player reportedly was uh, bitten by a coyote. So we're asking if you've ever been uh, bitten or had an in- instance with a a wild animal, so to speak. Yeah. All right. We have uh, some ticket texts and some calls. Let's get to the text first. Uh, when I was 10 golfing in Florida, a water moccasin jumped out of the water and hit my leg. Thankfully, it didn't bite me. My grandpa then chopped it in half with what I believe was a four iron. <laughs> <laughs> scared of snakes ever since that's john in orlando thanks for listening robin redford says i was bitten by an ostrich at the ostrich at the fort wayne zoo while feeding it leaves from a tree that's unique thankfully they didn't have teeth i was unhooking a 42 inch pike i didn't want to lose my prize lure it got a hold of my thumb and shook hard it almost Ooh. degloved my thumb oh, that pike is no for? longer with us what are you wearing gloves for? I mean, you don't, the pike have teeth. You don't put your hands in there. You, you use long pliers. Uh, Jeff in South Lion, John is calling you out. Uh, Ryan <laughs> texts, walking my dog off Just the leash. Just asking a question. Yes. Ryan, wa- uh, walking my dog off the leash through the woods in Hines Park. I stayed on the trail and it took off, and the dog took off while I stayed on the trail with my head down. I look up and had enough time. To say, oh shoot, deer ran right into me and knocked me back five feet in the air. Thank God it wasn't a buck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would have stuck you. Uh, let's go to uh, Greg in Royal Oak. What's going on, Greg? Hey guys, how are you? Good. Um, over like 35 years ago when hazing wasn't as frowned upon as it is today, I was being hazed for the, the tennis team, believe it or not, of all things. And one, har- one Friday night amongst a bunch of harmless stuff they made me do. 
ended up cornering a possum and they made me kill it with my tennis racket. And let me tell you what I found out about possums that night. A, they're really, really slow. And B, stony. They can hang with the forehand, but the backhand slice, that's the kill shot. They, they can't hang with that. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Hazing frowned upon. Uh, same with animal abuse. Yes, exactly. Stony, what would that fight sound like? Is that what a possum sounds like? I have no idea what a possum sounds like. I've never been in the presence of a possum. <laughs> or fight <So> with one. <laughs> yes. I, that was a human scream. <laughs> what, I don't know. All right. All right I'll, I was wondering right, where that I, was. I got one here. It's definitely going to make amazing. John laugh. Um, worried, worried whether I can say it. But yeah, I can. Right. Well, might as well. Uh, this isn't the one. I had a badger up north pop out of his den as I passed on my four-wheeler and chased me 50 yards down the trail until I ran out on them. Mm. Had one of those pop out of Camp Randall, too. <laughs> yeah. They have no fear. That's Smack that one back. Yeah. I once woke up with a cougar sitting on my face. <laughs> Met her at 220. <laughs> 220 in Birmingham, yes. <laughs> I know my audience. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, I was kind of, you know, when we had the previous text about Somph, uh, I thought the same thing would happen, that you would have a, yeah. a reaction like that. Um, my brother, a few years back, was sitting around a campfire with, with a walk-up past with a walk up past him being my brother and the drinking and partying ran up behind the skunk, kicked it in the tail as he kicked it weird up on his front legs and sprayed them right in his face and mouth. Oh, Ooh. oh, that's from Dan. That sounds awful. Yeah. Um, my wife oh. had woke up to a rodent crawling over her face and woke me up screaming when I got up, I didn't see it. She said it ran through your legs. I went back to bed. I thought she was just imagining it. Then I hear her in the living room saying, I found that it was a flying squirrel and it was going around the fireplace in circles. I ended up having to open the doors to try to shoot it out. My dog was useless for a little bit, finally got a broom, tried to go out of a closed window. It flew from the chimney to the window, went down, went to the office. The dog trapped it and played dead. Uh, I put it in a jar, got ready for work, and when I got back, it was moving around the jar, so I just disposed of it. Wow. Talk about detail in that text. <laughs> um, I used to live in Florida, worked for a city in the stormwater division, had constant encounters with gators and water moccasins, thankfully never bitten, but a few close, close calls. Stephen, it work. Let's go to Drew in Dearborn. You're a 97 on the ticket. Hey, hey, Stoney, this is probably the first time I've called in since you were on the air with Bill, so it's been a while. Oh, yeah, um, it's been so back a while. Story, yeah, so backstory, I was a park ranger in college, so I know a little bit about uh, oh. wildlife identification. I found a little garter snake in the yard. I'm just playing with him and showing him the neighbor kid and whatever. He bites me. I'm like, okay, it's time to put him down. Somehow later on, my mother-in-law found out uh, I got bit by a snake, and She's very concerned. Uh, she's going through a wildlife book, and she's asking me what kind of snake bit me. Does it look like that one? Does it look like that one? I'm like, no, it doesn't look like that. Looks like that one there, Mississauga rattlesnake. And she just starts losing her mind, just flipping out. She calls poison control. She doesn't get that it's a joke. 
she has no sense of humor. <laughs> it was, it was, she, she wouldn't let it drop for like two months afterwards either. So, oh, uh, funny. I thought still your mother-in-law. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> thanks for calling, Drew. Uh, let's go to uh, Dale in Macomb. What's up, Dale? Hello. Um, when I was a teenager, I worked summers in an older factory where my father was employed. And one day, a possum had gotten in there and was up in the rafters and was spooking out the employees and just having them there all day. But they decided to wait till the end of the day. And then they gathered up some of the guys that worked there, and myself included, and my dad. And um, we were just armed with boards that were available there. And somebody got up in the rafters and knocked it down to the floor, and somehow with the uh, boards, they managed to pin it to the floor, but it was, um, like John said, the, the, had the teeth showing and snarling, and nobody knew quite what to do, and my dad stepped over and just crushed it with his heel. <laughs> he killed it. Wow. That's <laughs> Tough to be a possum. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nobody likes you. Nobody likes the possum. No, it's because they spell it weird. That's true. Yeah, they put that O in front there. Yeah, exactly. Well, nobody says opossum. <laughs> the silent O? Those no. are the ones from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Neighbors to the O'Reillys. Yes. Um, <laughs> while hunting deer in the Gaylord area, we were walking through the woods laughing and talking when we came face-to-face with a four to five hundred pound buck, Ooh. and instead of running, it charged us. It ended up spearing me in the chest, puncturing my left lung. I ended up needing two surgeries and had a, punct- a punctured left lung. My dad actually killed that buck with his hunting knife while I was impaled on it. He saw the antler off, and we went to the hospital with it in my chest. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> You talk about hand-to-hand combat. Like, that's oh that's Lord. fair chase right there. Oh, my God. All right. I want that guy's dad to be hired as the next defensive coordinator in Michigan because that dude is crazy. Yes. Yeah, that 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 follows the old uh, uh, Don Brown quote, uh, you solve your problems with violence. <laughs> I can only think of one thing when I hear the word impale. Stoney being impaled by a bee. Oh, yes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yes. I stepped on a I was impaled. Yes. I used the wrong term. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could say or just trying to be a little more dramatic. I was impaled. Yes. By what? A bee stinger. I'm glad I'm glad you brought up Don Brown <laughs> because is there trouble with the Michigan coaching staff right now? Should Michigan fans like myself be worried? John will try to Ease our fears. Coming up next, 97 won the ticket. Hey, Planet Fitness is the home of the judgment-free zone, and that means for you, for me, for everybody. And you can feel comfortable every time you go in there in pursuit of your fitness goals. Planet Fitness is where you can build a lasting, active lifestyle. Here, Here's what you will be able to witness when you go in there. It's a squeaky clean gym. Uh, it's I mentioned the judgment-free atmosphere. And if you've only got 30, wor- 30 minutes, they have the Planet Fitness 30-minute circuit. You get a great workout in. You're in, you're out, you're back to work or with your family, whatever you want to do. You get all of this for just $10 a month and no commitment. That's right. Planet Fitness is still only $10 a month. And right now, 
in the at the beginning of the month of February. It's the Big Fitness Energy Sale at Planet Fitness. You could join today for only $1 down and $10 a month. This is the deal that you simply don't want to mince. And if you want to upgrade, you can upgrade to the Planet Fitness Black Card membership. You can enjoy all the amenities, such as unlimited use of Black Card Spa, feature, uh, featuring hydro massage, massage chairs, total body enhancement at over 2,400 locations, and there's 50 of them here in Metro Detroit. No matter where you go, you've got that option. For more information or to join today, visit your local Planet Fitness or planetfitness.com. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. 9797 uh, Yesterday, Jesse Minter made it official. He will become the defensive coordinator uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers following uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, and following Ben Herbert, the strength and conditioning coach. Jay Harbaugh uh, will be a special teams coach uh, with Mike McDonald in <clears throat> Seattle. And also yesterday, Mike Elston, uh, the Michigan defensive line coach did a really good job last year. Last couple of years. Yes, indeed. Uh, he will also be a Los Angeles Charger. So, John, as uh, as I am known to always be panic. negative and panic and, you know, get all upset, should I be worried about uh, Michigan's, you know, departures? I mean, and some of them are normal, but we're especially a- Anytime now, there's a coaching change, there's going to be uh, an attrition. Uh, of coaches, mm-hmm. so it's not unexpected. It's it's disappointing. Um, it, it's disappointing because Mike Elson's not just a good coach, really good coach. He's a great recruiter, um, and to lose that, um, and I'm probably not doing anything to to make you feel any better. But this is a great. I, I always look at everything as an opportunity, mm-hmm. and this is an opportunity for Sharon Moore. They ask him, "How are you going to make this program your own? Are you going to try and model it after Jim Harbaugh?" Well, there'll be things that he does that he learned from Jim Harbaugh on how to run a program, the program the size of of Michigan. But he's also going to put his own stamp. Now he's getting the opportunity to make this his own. He's going to have to hire a defensive coordinator or you know promote from from within for those that are left. And then hire other coaches. And I think he'll do a great job. Like I, I have a lot of confidence that Sharon Moore is ready for this opportunity. He's up to the challenge. And that is a challenge. But again, it's an opportunity for him to make this his program and show why he was hired as head coach at the University of Michigan. Now, Sam Webb, who uh, works obviously at WTKA and also uh, does the Michigan Insider, big on recruiting, 24-7, all that stuff. He posted a tweet today uh, that says, real, recognize, real, major develops in Michigan's D.C. search. And, of course, you know, find out why he wants you to subscribe and all that stuff. But there's two pictures up there. One of Joe Cullen, who we talked about before, the former, you know, he's currently the defensive line coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. He obviously worked for the Lions and, you know, famously or infamously drove through a Wendy's drive-in naked while a little messed up. We get all that. And he's, he's, you know, he's, he's got his career and his life back in order, we believe. But there's another picture of, of somebody who I believe is Wink Martindale. Now, Wink Martindale was the defensive coordinator for the Baltimore Ravens two years ago, and then he went to the New York Giants. So he has the, the Raven-Michigan connection. I don't know how I didn't look to see how old the guy is. I don't know what kind of recruiter he'd be, but if they hired Wink Martindale as a defensive coordinator, 
that would be very interesting. I don't know if it'd be great or not. I have no idea. You never know until you know you see the results. Well, wasn't uh, Mike McDonald and Jesse Minter from the 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 Wake Martindale tree? Yeah, so to speak. Yes. Um. So you know, you would be getting a guy that would you would think come in and right. Pick up where Jesse Minter left off, terminology, all of those things would mm-hmm. remain the same. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, hey, he is wants to be the the defensive coordinator and he's going to bring in uh, Joe Cullen as the defensive line coach because there's obviously opening now. Correct. I, I don't, don't know, know why he would want to go as defensive line coach of no. the Kansas City Chiefs uh, who <laughs> are currently playing in the Super Bowl. No, I, I would think if Joe Cullen went to Michigan, it would be his defensive coordinator. He's not going to take a lateral move and go to college from the NFL, you very rarely will see that. It would be it would be an anomaly. Yes, one hundred percent. I don't I don't understand, but the, but both pictures are there, so we're left to speculate. Because I'm sorry, Sam, I'm not yes. going to subscribe. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Martindale was with the Ravens for ten years. Yeah, the linebacker coach and then DC. He was on the Super Bowl champion team and that beat the Harbaugh Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's interesting. I, I mean, it's interesting. It's, it's they're basically running the same concepts and defense to a degree, tweaks and all that. I mean, he, he had some falling out with the Giants. Yeah, I, I know. I don't remember well, him exact, and Dayball didn't get along. Yeah, I think two pr- probably big personalities that just clashed. <clears throat> but here's here's going to be the question. Th- there will be no question in regards to his his schemes, his coaching, his ability to perform as defensive coordinator on game day. Can he recruit? Right. That that's going to be the big question, and I don't know. I mean, did you did you Google him? Did, did he have any time in uh, in the college uh, no, realm? I, I have not. I'm sure. I would assume because most guys do go from college to the NFL if they are not a player. Oh, he is. Um, uh, when they, when you Google him, he is known as an American coach. <laughs> well, he didn't coach American because we don't have a football. Team. No, he was not the American coach, just an American coach. So let's see here. Um, Notre Dame. 94 to 95 assistant, okay. University of Cincinnati. Or wait, Cincinnati. I don't know if that was pro or not. Uh, Western Illinois, Western Kentucky. Um, and then he made the jump to the Raiders, the Broncos, uh, the Ravens. And he's been in the NFL since 2004. That's, From Ohio. That, that's 20 years. Hasn't been, he hasn't been with college football. I don't know. Look, it's just a name out there. And we're not saying he's going to get the job, but it was just thrown out there by. Uh, the picture was was out there. It was, it was clickbait. And did you click? No, because I don't subscribe. But I saw. I just oh, read I didn't know if it was under paywall. Some of those guys will will actually make it. Well, it says if it says VIP in parentheses, that means it's paywall. Okay. And because if it's free, they'll say free. Uh, let's go to uh, Jacob and Romeo. What's up, Jake? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Um, I am not in Romeo. I live in Kansas City. I'm from Romeo originally. Okay. Uh, I def- definitely went to that opening game. It was it was a riot. Uh, incredible experience. You getting ready for another That's Super sports. Bowl here now with the Chiefs? Or are you uh, because you live there and not? I mean, it's just I, you know, it's it's crazy around here. I'm it makes sure. me sick to my stomach. I'm sick and tired of hearing about them. Well, I, I understand that if you if you live there and you're not a Chiefs fan, it could be very painful. I get that. It's toxic, man. I mean, it's like, you know, we're we're riots about our uh, Michigan Wolverines and our Lions, but oh, it's bad here. But uh. Yeah, I, I called in. Um, I lived in Florida for about three years uh, down in St. Pete, and uh, a wildlife experience I had um, 
you know, when I first moved there, I'm a big swimmer. I like swimming. I used to go out to the buoys all the time. You know, I didn't think about tiger sharks or, uh, you know, the bull sharks that are really aggressive. Never had to run in with those. But um, Fort DeSoto, if you look at it on the map, it's a really cool park, um, uh, a state park. And uh, me and my gal, we're, we're kayaking out there, and uh, I see some ruffles in the water, and here comes a saltwater croc. It just went right underneath us, mm-hmm. kept going along his way. But, man, my heart dropped. That thing was like eight feet long. It didn't, it didn't come close enough to bite you, did it? It went right underneath our kayaks because you can see through the water. It's very crystal clear, oh. Fort DeSoto. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, it was about five feet underneath us, just cruising along. Mm. Wow, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, glad you're all right. Yes, yes exactly. Didn't lose a limb. You yes. got to be worried about the soda water. That's for damn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Our telephone number is two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. I I do have an update. Yeah. Um, because I did click, even though it is VIP. Uh huh. Um, you can read it up before it fades. Um, from from black to white behind play wall that uh, the word is now out and on the unnamed defensive coordinator target referenced in prior updates including the one he posted yesterday it is former Baltimore Ravens and New York Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale so I think the sounds to me without being able to read further but thank you Sam for that brief update um, that it's not Joe Cullen but it is Wink Martindale Okay. So we'll see. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. I just hope they get it right because, you know. That's what we all hope. That, that, well, at least yes, the I, blue, the maize and blue. Exactly. All right. Um, Alex Anzalone uh, had a uh, article or a whatever you want to call it. He In the Players Tribune, he wrote a. Uh, he penned an article. Yes, it would be an article talking about. Uh, his time here in Detroit uh, this season and how much he, he loved it. And it was uh, really cool. It's called uh, To the City of Detroit. And it's so funny because he starts it off. Dear Detroit, we were all behind Dan on the fourth down call. Let's get that out of the way first. Uh, if you could rewind time, we'd do it again. A hundred times out of a hundred. The offense, the defense, everybody. If you've been following this team's journey uh, the last few years, you know how we play football. You know the mentality. And he basically also said, and he goes, and it was the right decision. I'm not talking about the right decision for analytics or talk radio or whatever. It was the right call for us, especially in the moment. And he actually said on the fourth down in that situation, we're going to get a kill. Uh, Honestly, if anything, when we decided to kick the field goal in the first half, I was more surprised then. So that's something that was kind of interesting that came out of uh, Alex Anzalone. But he also talked about the hurt, uh, the hurt he, he felt uh, losing the game, battling through rib injuries, uh, basically without saying, getting shot up for the games, right? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. Well, did he take your vitamin T that you love so much? Um, I believe, well, I'm sure he did, mm-hmm. um, as well as at this time of the year, everybody's on the mm-hmm. the vitamin T. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one thing you, we're asking the, the, our takeaway from this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sorry, uh, a little public service announcement to uh, Alex Anzalone and the rest of his teammates. Um Enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. Because you're going to have the same aches and pains. They'll probably get a little bit worse, but you just won't have the, the vitamin T. Right. Uh, he also said uh, 
basically, um, if they don't get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl next year, it's a failure next year. And he also touched on watching the Super Bowl. Are you going to watch it? Uh, he says, it's funny, when we had our exit meetings with Dan the other day, he actually asked the same thing. I didn't know how to answer. I honestly hadn't even thought about it. It kind of made me sick thinking about going to some Super Bowl party and standing around like an idiot trying to pretend to be happy. But Dan said, quote, no, you got to watch it, man. Use every second of it as motivation. I'll sure as hell be watching. <laughs> and Anzalone says, I can't help but have this image of Dan Campbell sitting in a dark room this Sunday all by himself, gripping his coffee cup for three hours straight, staring daggers at the TV, just counting down the milliseconds until training camp starts and we can run it back. You're going to have 53 dogs out there doing the exact same. You're going to have a whole coaching staff doing the same. You're going to have a whole city doing the same. This year it sucks. Next year it's us, believe. And this is exactly what Lion fans want to hear, right? Oh, yeah. They, you want you want to have the belief uh, or you, you want to know that your players believe that what Brad Holmes said and what we've been talking about is not just a one-off, that right. this is something that they expect to do on a yearly basis, but take it a step further. Yes, exactly. And not just end up in the NFC Championship game with a loss, but end up at the Super Bowl and with a win. So 248-539-9797, uh, what did you take out of uh, – Anzalone's article in the, in the Players' Tribune. And do you hold the same, I don't know, feeling that he does, that if they don't win the Super Bowl, next season's a failure? 97 won the team. Hey, football season, it all culminates on Sunday with the Super Bowl, so why not dive into the best pool in history? At Stadium Swim, located at Circa Resort and Casino, you can catch all the biggest games at a viewing experience built for sports fans. Chill in one of the six pools on three different levels for a perfect view of the massive 40-foot-tall high-definition screen at Stadium Swim. It's America's favorite place to watch all of your favorite sports. So even though football season is going to be over, whether it's a tip-off, Puck drop, first pitch, whatever it is, you can see it there. And they've got swim-up bars, Insta-ready selfie walls, and one non-stop party every single time. Score your perfect game day spot with cozy day beds, private cabanas, or grab a lounge at the center of the action. Reserve your place today. It's 365 days of sports poolside. Located at Circuit Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Stadium swim, all sports, all seasons. Book your spot today at CircleLasVegas.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pistons return to action tonight right here on 97 on the ticket in Sacramento against the Kings. Last game before tomorrow's trade deadline, which is at uh, 3 o'clock Eastern time. 
Wings back in action uh, Saturday afternoon against the Vancouver Canucks. We'll talk to uh, Red Wings head coach uh, Nuzi Lalone uh, on tomorrow's broadcast. Last night in the Big Ten, Michigan State blew a nine-point lead uh, with 13 minutes left. They went about, I don't know, six and a half minutes without scoring a point. They were 7 for 17 from the free throw line. And it's just incredible, and that's why they lost to Minnesota 59-56. to They host Illinois Saturday at the Brez. Uh, Michigan home tonight against Wisconsin at Chrysler. 248-539-9797. We're talking about the uh, Players' Tribune uh, article that uh, Alex Anzalone uh, penned yesterday. Really heartfelt. Really makes you good, feel good as a Lion fan that you know players who play here feel that way about the city and about their team. Mm-hmm. They care. Yes, they do. Greg in West Bloomfield, you're a 97 on the ticket. Hey, good morning, guys. Love the show. Thank you. Yeah, I was just uh, saying, Anzalone, uh, I posted the, the last portion of his comment on my Facebook account where he said, you know, this year it hurts, next year it's us, believe. And my comment on there was, we're going to hold you to that, you know, Alex. <laughs> so I think it's pretty cool that he said that, you know, and because that is exactly what the fans want to hear. Um, and then one more thing real quick, if I can share this with you. Um, I got a letter. I sent a letter of encouragement to go. Uh, to say again, we, we, we lost you for a second. You yeah, sent a letter you, of encouragement to who? To Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, when people were talking about how he wasn't getting sacks and everything, yesterday I got a letter that was from him. <laughs> and I was like, why is sending me a letter? And then I remembered that I had written to him. And it was cool. He was saying pretty much the same thing as what uh, Alex Anzalone had said. So it was pretty cool. That that yeah. that is really cool. Let me ask you this, Greg: Do you believe, like Alex Anzalone, that uh, next season, if they don't win the Super Bowl, the season's a failure? I no, no, I I don't won't consider it a failure because it is you know it was great that they did what they did this year, but if they can get back next year, let's say, and win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl, that's another step forward. You know, whether they win or lose. So I won't consider it a failure. However, I will say that I do expect them to do that, and I expect them to win. Barring any injuries or anything, you know, all things being equal, I expect them to win. I do. All right. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Greg. 248-539-9797. A lot of it is just semantics because I'm just not wired that if a team gets to the Super Bowl for the first time and they lose next year, that the season is a failure. I just, I, I can't even think that way. I can't even think that way that even if they get to the NFC Championship game again and have a really good season and win two playoff games or maybe one if they have, you know, the one seed, that the season as a whole is a failure. And if like, they have I know the one seed and don't get to the Super Bowl, you don't think that'll. That it's very disappointing. Failure. It's maybe you could say the postseason might be a failure, but the whole season, no, I don't think it's a failure. Failure to me, it all leads to one thing. I understand. To me, and it's a, there's no right or wrong here. To me, the whole failure thing is just too encompassing uh, to say that something when you're one of the two best teams or one of the four best teams that that season is a failure. Now, if you go to the same level four or five years in a row, then I think that's a little different. 
So uh, you, wasn't it the Eagles back with, in the McNabb era? Oh, yes. After a while. Did they go to five straight? Or, no, or well, I think three. Yeah, they, went, they, they finally won one of them. Yeah, they lost to the... They lost to Tampa. They lost to Carolina, I believe. And I think they beat Atlanta to go when they finally win. Anyway, yeah. Well, after a while, yeah, it becomes a failure. Uh, anything short of winning the Super Bowl next year being a failure is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. We just had our first winning season in how many years? Well, they actually won last year, 9-8. and eight, But not make the playoffs would be a failure. But not this anything short of a Super Bowl title junk. Extremely well written by Anzalone. He managed to articulate what so many fans have been feeling since the loss. I didn't think I could get any more pumped up for next season, but I just did. Go Lions! That's uh, Stephanie texting in from Northville. You know, guys, I really don't understand why these fans support the Lions the way they do. After all the history and the way they lost the last game against San Francisco, people still want to think that Dan Campbell is the coach to get them to the Super Bowl. Well, he's not. He's a transitional coach, and the Lion fans better hope that he is because he cannot call a game to save his life. Okay. Look, there are things that we disagree with, but to say he can't call a game to save his life is, I think, factually wrong. <laughs> Would that can, be fair to say? Yes. I mean, it's it, you can you can have whatever opinion you want, but yes, exactly. Uh, I mean, there are there are stupid questions, that, and I believe there are there are stupid opinions. <laughs> if if you think Dan Campbell can't call a game, or you think that he can't get you to a Super Bowl, right? I, I think that is it's it's like saying I'd rather have Hinden Hooker over Jared Goff. That to me is asinine. Yeah, I just don't get. Oh, at least you got to. It remains to be seen. Right. 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 So I guess I can't say it's it's it, that is is asinine because. They they haven't gotten there yet, so we don't actually know if he can get them there because it hasn't been done. He's responsible for the attitude that Anzalone has. He's responsible right. for Hutch's response to the caller. Set the tone in the offseason. Yes. yes. All right, speaking of the offseason, if you take uh, Brad Holmes verbatim, will the Lions be major players in free agency? And if not, are you okay with that? 97 won the ticket. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.